my biggest thing is with marketing, number one, be super consistent even when you don't see the results yet. Very similar to like working out or going on a diet. And then whatever you think you're doing, you're probably not doing enough. So you can always do more and there's nothing wrong with that. Welcome to Freedom Slay Podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs come to fast track their success. If you're a millennial girl boss, listen, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals to create a life of time and financial freedom. I'm Ganette Jones, your host and Freedom Slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Welcome or welcome back to the Freedom Slave podcast. Today, we are talking about how to find new customers and clients. And specifically, if you are a new entrepreneur, because I know it's even more difficult when you're a new entrepreneur to find those clients and customers to come into your business and purchase what it is that you have that you can assist them with. So whether you're a new entrepreneur or not, though, you're going to learn a lot in this episode because we are talking with Tiffany Higgins, who's the founder of Stay at Home Bookkeeper Academy. And she's also a mother of five amazing kids. So she's going to get into her story a bit and also tell you how she manages it all, working as well as, you know, running this business, as well as being a mother, an attentive mother for her kids. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode, whether or not, like I said, you're new or you've been in the game for a while. Because I mean, at the end of the day, anybody in business can benefit from getting more customers. Am I right? Or am I right? Okay, let's dive right in. Hello, Tiffany. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. Of course, I did an intro already. I let them know who you are, but in your own words, are you able to share just exactly, you know, what it is that you do, how you got started and who you serve? Sure. I am a business coach that teaches moms how to become virtual bookkeepers so they can work from home and build wealth for their family without missing any of their kids' milestones. So I got started doing that because I was kind of stuck in that grind of like, balancing between like my mom duties and working for a corporate job that didn't allow for any flexibility, but also still wasn't helping me reach my financial goals either. And so I just jumped into starting my own bookkeeping business and it kind of changed our family's lives. So I started in a nutshell doing that for other moms. That's so cool. And I know one of the things so many people struggle with, like you said, you know, you started your own business and you ended up getting clients, but how does someone do that? Because I know you're great at teaching that, teaching people, especially new entrepreneurs, how to get new customers and clients. So do you have any specific secrets that you'd like to share about how exactly that works? Yeah. On how to get clients. So for me, it's like really all about building relationships and they're not going to know that you're offering services if you don't get yourself out there. So like you can call it marketing, but really the fancy word is a fancy word for like just making connections and letting people know what you do and connecting with people on that level. So telling people what you do is that's what marketing is. And you can do it on a super small, intimate level. That would be more like networking, or you can do it more like on a massive level and do more like social media type of marketing and copywriting and stuff like that. So that's really all it is getting out there and and meeting people and letting them know what you do. 
Mm-hmm. And how do you suggest someone then who is new and they may feel like, okay, or not even new anybody, period, who wants more clients? Because I think that's something entrepreneurs need anyway. You can never, yeah. you know, everyone will always wants some more customers and clients. So what suggestions you have for someone who may feel like they're doing the things? So like I went to the networking events, I'm posting on social, like what piece do you think is missing? Maybe it's the authenticity piece. Like, is it something you could speak on specifically about how to, you know, really dive into that and connect with the audience in that way? Yeah, for sure. I definitely like what you said about being authentic to your audience, but also to yourself. What I've noticed is that there's a lot of different ways to do marketing and different ways speak to different people based on their personality. So are you picking something that's like comfortable to you and more true to you makes it easier for you to like follow through, but also with marketing, it's like consistency and you have to build momentum. So even when you're doing something and you're not seeing results, you got to keep doing it because it's happening. You just might not see it yet. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple months into it, you're like, wow, all this stuff happened. And it was because I just kept on going. My biggest thing is with marketing, number one, be super consistent. Even when you don't see the results yet, very similar to like working out or going on a diet. And then whatever you think you're doing, you're probably not doing enough. So you can always do more and there's nothing wrong with that. I love that you compared it to working out because it's true. Mm. Like you're not going to, I mean, as much as we would all love to get results the next day for our efforts because they deserve it, it's just not going to happen right right away. So I love that you did compare it to that. And it is about the consistency and showing up and showing up authentically, not just for your audience, but also for yourself. So understanding as well where they hang out could be helpful as well. And just showing up as your brand there, having a really great understanding of who your audience is. So I love all of that. And I see your shirt right now. It says, I'm a brookie. That is cute. I'm a bookie. A bookkeeper. Bookie. Oh, I thought it was a play on you. Okay. I thought it was like, oh, it's a play on it. Okay. I'm a bookkeeper. So, yep. and that's even advertising there, right? Because even though it doesn't have like your company's name or anything like that, what it does is create that conversation when someone's walking by and they like, oh, you're a bookkeeper. Actually, I was just talking to so-and-so about that. Like, how can I learn more about you? And that's interesting. That's like more so on the guerrilla marketing scale, because it creates those organic, really impactful changes or, you know, conversations that can happen as a result. So Mm -hmm. for the bookkeeping side, I'm curious, because I know a lot of people listening to this podcast, as much as we talk about it, a lot of them don't totally wrap their head around their numbers. And why would you suggest that they get a bookkeeper as opposed to, you know, trying to do it themselves? Yeah, for sure. I mean, really, when you start your business, you're going to have to wear a lot of hats. And some of these hats are important for you to wear because they will help you grow your business. They will help you grow the bottom line, you know, marketing, bringing in sales, maybe customer service at first so that you can make sure that, you know, your business is operating at the highest level with the highest profitability. But doing your own bookkeeping is typically something that pulls you back from that. It pulls you back from growing your business or working on it. And it puts you into a new hat that maybe, you know, is totally outside of the skill set of your business in the first place. So oftentimes, like having a bookkeeper will actually help you make more money, not only because you have clear financials, you can make better decisions moving forward, but because you can actually spend your time on revenue producing activities instead of learning a totally new skill that you maybe know nothing about. 
that you know nothing about and probably makes your head hurt. Like, so I totally get it. I love that. And you're also a mother of five. So I know people listening to that may say, okay, I feel like I'm struggling and I have one, two or none children. How are you able to juggle it between the business as well as being a mom? Because at the beginning you did say you want to be there for their events, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually got a chance to ask uh, Barbara Cochran from Shark Tank this question, and I love her answer. And it's kind of something that I've done more so now than I did at the first, but she basically said that you kind of have to like block your time, right? So when you're working on your business, try to really focus on that. And then when you're with your kids, try not to let the business bleed over into your time with your kids. So that can really help. But also one of my favorite things she said was to overpay for help at home. It's almost more important to have people help you in your personal life than it is in your business, because that can give you so much more like mental clarity and and space and stuff. So a couple of examples of that, like when I first started my business and I was working, I had my six month old with me. She went to networking events. She was right there with me when I was working and it was great. We loved the flexibility, but I was striving to get to a goal to bring my husband home so that he could be with her when I was working. And it would reduce the amount of time that I would have to work because I could work focused, but then I could be with him and my daughter so much more. And so that was really great to be able to leverage his help so I could get my work done. And then now, like fast forward, my business is much bigger. And I recently just hired a private chef to come to my house. And so like all of the mental energy that I've been spending on feeding my family healthy meals is now like off my plate and it makes it so much easier to focus. So you gotta have to think outside the box a little bit on what's gonna help you in your life and in business. And that's one of the things I've really focused a lot on. How can I get help at home that will help me then empower more women, make more money for my family and myself as well. Absolutely love that. And I mean, you're preaching to the choir when you're saying, you know, I get that having the help can make it easier. There are some people, women especially, that struggle with the mindset, though, that it somewhat takes away from them and their worth if someone else is doing the cleaning or the cooking and all of that. What advice do you have for them who are listening in? And I mean, I want to, I would love a private chef, so I'm all for it. But the person listening in that's like, oh, that would be so helpful. But, you know, I don't want my mother-in-law to judge me or I don't want this person to judge me, whatever. What do you have to say to that individual? Yeah, that's really interesting. And I'll say I've gone through those cycles many times in this process. I've personally never liked cleaning. So hiring a cleaning person was like super easy for me. But yeah, like for me, cooking was always something that I did for my kids, for my family. Like we'd sit down and have dinners and I liked knowing what they were eating and feeding them. It really wasn't until my business got so busy that I realized that that was sacrificing anyway. And we were ordering food out a lot, way more than I wanted to. We were all eating at different times. And then I thought, okay, I'm not actually doing this as good as I used to anyway. So let's get somebody else in here that can do it and pull us back into like eating together at mealtimes and things like that. But I think you also have to evaluate the stories that you tell yourself. That's something I've been working on as well, because you know, I always told myself that the amount of time you spend with your kids makes you a good mom. Being constantly available to your kids makes you a good mom. 
And so I had to really question that. Is that really true? Like what really does make a good mom to me? I've had to do a lot of work around that to feel comfortable to continue to grow my business and work more than I originally planned. Mm-hmm. No, those are some good points. I love that. And I know now you're running the Stay at Home Bookkeeper Academy. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a like full service 12 month coaching program. And we specialize in helping people that have no prior experience in bookkeeping or accounting. They don't have degrees in accounting or anything like that. We've got people that are one of my favorites is a dolphin trainer, a foreman dolphin, former dolphin trainer, a police officer. We have nurses, teachers, vet techs, dental hygienists, office managers, all kinds of walks of life have come in and we teach them the skill of running a business and also the skill of bookkeeping and, and help them go through that. They get 12 months in our academy to be able to like change their life. And we say, you know, like we help people live their ideal lifestyle. Just the vehicle we use to do that is teaching them how to run a bookkeeping business. Mm-hmm. And I know you help thousands do that. So how did you find those, that audience when you went from maybe one-on-one networking and things like that to yeah. reaching a much larger audience? Obviously, podcast is one way for sure. And, you know, how are you reaching the audience to get more people into the academy? Yeah, yeah. So at that point, I had had some years of experience. I kind of knew what I was doing and I was ready to scale. And I actually just kind of came across this guy on Facebook that did Facebook ads. And really it was like, I saw a Facebook ad for this lady who's a parent coach. And of course, with having five kids and running a business, you can never get enough help in the parenting department. And so I saw her ad and I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like speaking to me. And she had an ebook and I read her ebook and I was like, oh my gosh, everything is so profound. And so then I booked a call with her and then I ended up hiring her to be my parent coach. And so I asked her, I was like, no, you got to tell me who does your marketing because that was genius. And so she connected me with a guy and he helped me create an ebook that actually my students have told me now it's the best $6 they've ever spent in their life because it's like eye opening to them on what the possibilities could be for their life if they think outside the box. But I began running Facebook ads through this agency and it just ended up really working out. I love that. Okay. So what I get from that is you did your homework. So you invested in yourself first and foremost, because you found it, you read the book, then you booked the one-on-one and ended up working with her and she gave you that information. But then you turned around and said, okay, now I want to create that. And for those of you listening, because I always say, you know, don't say this wouldn't work for me. Ask yourself, how can this work for me? What was essentially created was well, in this case, not a freebie. It was a low cost, a low low cost offer at six dollars for an ebook. Something that her audience, people who are looking for that freedom, that stay at home and do bookkeeping, are looking for. So she's attracting her ideal audience at a lower cost, getting them into her wheelhouse, so getting them on her email list, and from there nurturing them, and they learn about the academy from that. So figuring out no matter what your business is like. What can you give your audience that would be a value for them? Maybe it's an ebook, maybe it's a video training, maybe whatever it is could be on that first email when they sign up for your email list, but that helps build the audience, whether you have a physical product or not. So you can have hair oil and your email, the thing that pops up when they go on the website, maybe five ways to prevent hair breakage. And then they click on it, sign up, and now they're in, right? And then you can 
reach out to them, give them more value, and also share what it is that you have to offer. So I love that you brought that up because it's still something that's so fundamental for like the online space. But I feel like a lot of people have forgotten about that way of creating the funnel in order to grow and nurture their audience. So Mm -hmm. absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah. And where can people find you, whether it's, you know, on your website or on social or that ebook, if they're interested in it, where can they find all of that? Yeah, absolutely. Our ebook, you can get on our website. It's stayathomebookkeeper.com. And then we have a Facebook group. We've got about almost 30,000 people in our Facebook group right now. And it's called Have Your Cake and Eat It Too. Ooh, that's a cool name because who doesn't like, what's the point of having cake if you can't eat it too? So I absolutely love, I love the name of that. You can do it all, right? You can have it all. So everyone make sure that you follow. I'm going to put the links to everything below in the show notes as well. Was there anything else you wanted to share with the audience before we, well, before I ask you the last question? Sure. I mean, I think one of the biggest tips that I can give anyone that is maybe thinking about starting a business is that there's never a right time. It's kind of like with parenting. There's never a right time to have a kids or a wrong time. You know, you just do it. And even though you might be scared, just do it anyway. Awesome. Great advice. And there's one question I love to ask at the end of every single Freedom Slay podcast. And that is, what does freedom mean to you? Oh, freedom to me means choices and options and being able to decide how I want to live my life. Perfectly concise. I love that. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for hopping on the Freedom Slay podcast. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Short, but very sweet and something that is super helpful. It's talking about a lot of the fundamentals that we often forget. Things like providing value to your audience, showing up authentically, and ways you can actually go about doing that so that you can grow your audience, so that you can grow the amount of clients you have on your roster, so that you can grow the amount of customers you have visiting your website. Doing these things, a lot of times we hear about them. We hear about, oh, let's create a freebie or let's have something outside of, hey, sign up to get updates on my website. You know, I mean, everybody has that. And also our inboxes are bombarded. So what is it that you can provide that's extra value to your audience to make it a no-brainer for them to sign up to your email list? So I love that Tiffany mentioned specifically her ebook and how that has helped to grow the audience and get people into her academy. And I want you to think about ways you can do that as well with what it is that you have. So as I shared, I'm going to put all of the links below in the show notes to get in contact with Tiffany and to join her group on Facebook. And if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you take a screenshot and tag us over on Instagram and we will chat next time. Bye-bye. Okay, okay, I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you.